Welcome to the Disney View Podcast. Dave is a dreamer and an engineer. He's a one-time cast member, and he's been to Disney World literally hundreds of times. Listen in as he talks about one of his favorite things, the Walt Disney World Resort in Orlando, and occasionally beyond the Orlando theme park. And now, here's your host. Please stand clear of the podcaster. Por favor, manténganse alejado del David. Hey everyone, it's Dave. Welcome to another edition of Dave's Disney View Podcast. On today's show, I'm going to take you in the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom and uh, give you some insights into what that is. I have never done it before, so I'm going to find out as well. So let's head over to the Main Street area uh, right there by um, where the firehouse used to be, and uh, we'll get some, get clued in on what it is and follow me around on my adventure. Okay, I was a little curious about what Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom was all about. So to provide a little context, I found this interview that Rick Briganti, who runs Inside the Magic, did with Jonathan Ackley, who's the Imagineer behind the story. So please do check out Rick Briganti's work over at InsideTheMagic.net. This is actually from Rick, and I just wanted to share it with you so you have some context around what the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom is all about. I wanted to learn even more about what it took to create Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, and there was no better person to speak to than uh, Walt Disney Imagineer Jonathan Ackley. He's the project producer and creative director uh, at Walt Disney Imagineering for uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. He has worked on a number of uh, interactive games that you would certainly be familiar with over uh, at, in the parks and even beyond. And, uh, you know, there really was not a better person to speak to about uh, not only what Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom is, but also uh, what was put into creating it and what the future of the game is as well. So I do want to welcome him to the show right now. Jonathan, before we get started in talking about your uh, your latest Disney project, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, can you tell me a little bit about your own background in game design? Uh, sure. Um, I... Uh Pretty much uh, right from the start, I worked at uh, LucasArts as a programmer, a producer, and a game designer. So I worked on, on a number of the uh, classic LucasArts adventure games for maybe seven or eight years, um, as well as uh, you know uh, other sort of minor game companies. Uh, but uh, but then following that, uh, worked at Lego Mindstorms, uh, working on the uh, robotics software for their uh, uh, Lego Mindstorms robotics kits. And then I was in uh, Walt Disney Imagineering Research and Development for several years, um, working on interactive television, uh, designing, programming, and producing those. Uh, got heavily into mobile, uh, worked with uh, Disney Corporate New Business Development to uh, found the two um, Disney-themed uh, cell phone services, which was a project that was a lot of fun. And uh, sort of through my uh, experiments in mobile, came up with the uh, Kim Possible World Showcase Adventure just as a prototype to sort of try and, uh, you know, uh, provide some, some new media guidance to the company on how they might use mobile in the park. Uh, and that prototype proved so successful that uh, it was decided to be productized. So from there, I became a, uh, a producer of theme park attractions, doing Kim Possible, uh, you know, partnering with another producer on that one, and then uh, also uh, headed up the design for the Leonardo Challenge at Tokyo Disney Sea, and uh, was the concept designer for the Midship Detective Agency, and now Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. 
Excellent. Producer and creative director on that one. Perfect. Um, before we get into that, I must say that those LucasArts games, the point-and-click adventure, some of my favorite video games of all time. So great job there. Um, for sorcerers, did you, play, did, you play, did you play Curse of Monkey Island? Yes, I have Monkey Island, Sam and Max, Day of the Tentacle, all those. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I was the designer and co-producer on Curse of Monkey Island. Excellent. Uh, well, definitely a job well done there. But of course, we're here today to talk about Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. How do you describe that uh, game to somebody who's never even heard of Sorcerers? Uh I would uh, I would call it a, a trading card role playing game come to life. What I would call it, um, you know, sort of taking those things that people love from the trading card games or from online role playing games and bringing it out into the real world, uh, and uh, you know, really making use of the great Disney place making. That's really where uh, no other other company can really compete. You know, we have these tremendous. Tremendous, uh, essentially, uh, sets for the movie stories. Um, you know, traditionally, when when Walt came up with his idea for Disneyland, his idea was that he would allow our guests to enter the world of his movies, and uh, clearly that was a good idea. It's very popular. Um, sure, yeah. But uh, but mostly, um, you sort of traveled through the world of the movie. And so what we're doing with what we call these immersive experiences is we're making the, the guest the main character in the Disney story. So it's classic Disney storytelling, but we're sort of uh, changing the role of the guest to be the main character instead of somebody, say, passing through the world. Right. So specifically with Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, the gameplay style is really more midship detective agency than it is Kim Possible World Showcase Adventure, right? Um, you know, they're related. Um, I actually pitched the idea for Midship Detective Agency after we started work on Sorcerers and Magic. Oh, okay. But te- technologically, they are very dissimilar. Um, uh, yeah, just, just very dissimilar. They, they have different goals. I would say that Midship Detective Agency is pretty much a classic adventure game, mm-hmm. which is really more about uh, discovery and exploration. Whereas um, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom uh, has uh, many different mechanics going on. We've got a role-playing mechanic because your character grows and becomes more strong. We have the trading card mechanic, uh, meaning that, that you can gather more spells and, and trade them with other guests in the park, which is a really uh, fun sort of uh, you know, side effect of the game is mm-hmm. sort of the social aspect that we're seeing emerge and sort of the culture of trading and sharing at the various locations, which is really very cool to see. And uh, uh, and then uh, and then you know I think we can deeper in the storytelling structure because um, although there is one major overarching story, you have to go through many different stories before you sort of get to the end. Right. So uh, so there's uh, just a lot of depth in Sorcerers. Well, you mentioned you pitched midship after Sorcerers. How long was Sorcerers in development, and, and sort of what was that catalyst for that idea? You know, I sort of was hit by lightning four years ago as I was sitting at my desk, and I was looking at different gameplay mechanics. And then uh, we came up with a rough concept, and then uh, a partner of mine, uh, Chris Purvis, took it, and uh, he was in R&D at that point. 
and I had moved out of R&D. And so uh, he and his team put together a um, technology mock-up, which was very compelling, and sort of proved the case that it was, in fact, possible. And then, uh, and then uh, you know, from there, uh, we did our technical due diligence, and then we did our detailed design document. And then, uh, and then we moved into concept and feasibility. And then, you know, once you once you get out of that and you have all your plans, then you you actually move into production and start installing it. So, four years from me sitting at the desk to it being expressed fully in the park like it is now. How does that compare to like a a ride development time? You know, how much manpower and and imagination went into this versus designing a, a different sort of attraction for a theme park? Well, I can't speak to ride development because I've never done a ride. Okay. Um, but uh, I would say that we've got a cast of at least hundreds uh, working on it. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's, it's probably a, a very different development cycle, which mm-hmm. is not to say that even though, um, you know, this is not a, a giant e-ticket, that there wasn't a tremendous amount of uh, intellectual effort put into it by the team. Um for one thing, it's never been done before, and um, you know there, you can draw some comparisons between this and midship, or between this and uh, Kim Possible. But there's so much about this which is brand new, which is sort of the fun. Um, you know, it, it it takes great effort to produce art of of quality at at any level. So you know, I certainly wouldn't say this takes um, you know more creativity or more effort sure. than than to create, you know, a, a dark ride. But it probably, uh, you know, in, in just the planning stages, is probably equivalent. Um, but, uh, but you know, obviously we're, we're, not, uh, we're not putting buildings in the ground. So <laughs> Right. Well, interactivity seems to be kind of an ongoing recurring theme at Disney's theme parks. Has guest feedback told you that visitors are looking for a more active role when going to the parks rather than just sitting on a ride and, you know, watching or in a theater watching a passive experience? Well, there's nothing wrong with the passive experience. And, uh, and you know, one of the things that, that I think we want to make clear is that we're still building those classic those classic experiences. Mm-hmm. There's some great examples coming up in the new Fantasyland, which are just going to be fantastic. Uh, but I think that um, you know there there are people like me out there who, ever since I was a you know seven year old kid, have wondered why I couldn't shoot back at the pirates in Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> right. Um, who who do want to engage. And uh, and so I you know I think we're we're now serving perhaps a, what previously had been an, an unserved constituency, um, but uh, you know we are putting the focus on on technology and, and interactivity because you know that's that's what I'm interested in. But uh, but there's also some great classic attractions coming out soon, and so so I I think it's I think it's uh, a a balance, and uh, and I think one of the great things about Disney is that we are willing to innovate and try risky projects, and and then not just try them, but go ahead and put the resources needed to make them a success. And and I really consider Sorcerers a success because of the willingness to take the risks and say, "Wow, are you really, you're you're going to do an experience in a theme park where you know it takes three and a half to four hours to finish? Yeah, really." Um, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's a grand experiment and, and so far those experiments have been, 
uh, you know, pretty, pretty enthusiastically uh, accepted by the, the guests who love them. And again, thanks to Rick Briganti over at InsideTheMagic.net. He uh, did this interview with uh, Jonathan Ackley, and uh, I just wanted to share it with you so you'd have a feeling for what, it, what the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom is really all about. So there are a bunch of people in line waiting to do the uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, and it is actually in the old fire station that you sign up, the old firehouse. And at one point it was an actual firehouse that uh, they used to run the uh, fire trucks out of. Uh, but then at some point, uh, back in about 92 or 93, it became a retail outlet, and it was part of the Emporium. Because I remember, because I was the control stock person for it, I set it up, I did all the work in it, and I was the person who managed this particular uh, location. So kind of funny that uh, to see it in this incarnation now, because it looks a lot different than it used to. Nope, first time. Okay. Perfect, thank you. Okay, so you have to defeat nine villains because you're trying to take over Magic Kingdom. Okay. The first thing you need to do is take your ticker. Okay. And you're gonna put a flat right over there by the lock. Alright, oh. Like a key? Or like this way? You always have to start in the circle of power, right where you are. Okay. Welcome to your spell training session, sorcerer. Cool. Pretend I'm a dreadful underworld beast. A real attack will drain your magic powers. If you have two little magic, the portal will close. Now take one of your. So this is going to be your spell card, and whenever he goes, you do cast that spell. Okay. Any car you want, and you're gonna hold it up in front of. Oh, okay. All right. In front of the screen. Oh, in front of the screen. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you just like, uh, yeah. like that. Oh, okay. That's cool. Now, of course, it may take a few spells to defeat a real business. You got me. The Lord of the Dead wants to rule the Magic Kingdom, and we've got to stop it. And then at the end, he's going to show you where you have to go next. So he's okay. going to show you the land and the Fantasyland. Okay. You have to go to Fantasyland. You have to show you the road, which is right over here. Okay, perfect. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Alright. <laughs> this should be interesting. Uh, so it is really a portal. You open it up, and. Um, you, uh, it's, a, it's a video uh, display screen. And actually, the way they set it up, they have um, literally, I think it's hundreds of hours of video that they've created of new animations so that they have those ready to, uh, to display while you're going through the Magic Kingdom and, and playing this. Uh, and as I understand it, you go through for a while, and after at some point, you can get new cards. Though I guess you can't get new cards the same day. You have to get them... Uh, you can only get the five cards, I think it is, uh, your first day. And then after that, you... Uh, you can get more cards when you go back. So it kind of grows from there. It's really kind of interesting. This is very clever. If you ask me, this is really very, very clever. So uh, they'll give you new cards every so often to keep going. Um, if you defeat everybody, but you can only get five new cards a day when you come in to actually play. Or I guess it's four new cards a day when you come in to play. This is kind of a clever little thing, and they're all over the Magic Kingdom. Um, they're everywhere. 
when you try it. They're in some of the windows of stores. They're in different uh, activities and events. Huh. Interesting. Different uh, attractions. So let's wander back there and give it a look. Okay, sorcerers. Uh, greetings, sorcerer. These maps will help you find your, all the mystic portals. I created these portals to sense in, uh, the misdeeds of villains and defeat our evildoers. On your maps, you will see magic symbols. That is where you will find my portals. When you are at a portal and a magic symbol appears, find that symbol on the maps. You must immediately travel to that portal. Once you, have, uh, once you find an open mystic portal, stand on the circle of power and then defend the realm. That's all there is for now. Good luck. I'll meet up with you later. Merlin. Let's see, and there was a couple of other things in here that might be helpful. Let's see what else. Let's see, so they're on Main Street. They're in Frontierland, Adventureland, and Fantasyland. Fantasyland says, There is no realm more enchanted than this. From the beautiful castles to the quaint villages nearby, magic is everywhere in Fantasyland. But don't let the majestic splendor of this realm distract you. Stay vigilant, sorcerer. This is the heart of the Magic Kingdom. It must be guarded. Okay. Main Street says, This is the gateway to the Magic Kingdom, full of the hustle and bustle of people moving this way and that. I find it highly invigorating. That's why I built my secret hideout here, you see. All the better to protect Main Street, and protect it you must. And then Adventureland, prepare to face the unknown, sorcerer. Adventureland is a place of mystery. Why even my most powerful magic cannot reveal its many secrets. Keep your wits about you. Who knows what hides within the jungles? And then Liberty Square. Ah, these rugged, rustic lands. Liberty Square is alive with revolutionary ideas while the pioneers of Frontierland build a new nation out of wild territory. Of course, things can get a bit rough and tumble around here. Keep on the lookout for troublemakers. Okay, so it's good to know. I got that. Let's see what spells I have. I have uh, Maurice's Wood Chopper. I have Pinocchio's Sawdust Blast, I have Caballero Donald's Pinata, Mowgli's Swingin' Vine, and Thumper's Mighty Thump, and then I have the key. Okay, so that's what I have to use. I have to use one of those, or more of those, to actually get it started. So we'll go on. So the first step, stop in the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom is the Frog location, which is actually uh, right up here. It should be right in this section right here somewhere. If I'm not mistaken, this would be it. There's other people using it right now, so I'll have to wait a minute. Uh, but I believe this would be it right here. Now, what's really cool about this is when you walk up to it, you would not know that there's a show there, that there's a movie that's going to show there. Oh, my God, that's so cool when they do that. Because you, you actually wouldn't know. It's not a... Uh... Wow, that's cool. Oh, hello! You see what I mean? You are at the wrong portal. You go to this one, yeah. Isn't that where I went? Oh, okay. <laughs> I went to the wrong portal. Okay, I went to the I went to the portal next to it. Oh, it must be this one. Oops. <laughs> Hello. Then I need you to help me expose any charade by using the sorcerer's crest. Quickly, it's the zoom power. Guess you played this before? <laughs> Six times. Okay. Bye. Get out of that. Give me your hand, please. I'm just a helpless little mermaid. What could you possibly have to fear from little old me? <laughs> You said a fast forward card. You get to what you want, right? Oh, I'm just warming up, honey. 
So I guess there's some cool catching on that goes here. People are enjoying this in some way, which is really pretty cool. Am I at the right portal this time? What? I'm in the wrong place? Hello! You see what I mean? You are at the wrong portal! I am? Oh, okay. I'm at the wrong portal? Huh. Okay. Is this the right portal? <laughs> I'm at the right portal now. What do you know? Oh, oh you startled me, so sir. Water levels here are rising rather suspiciously, and Hades minions seem to be everywhere. Sebastian will fill you in on your mission. Jumping jellyfish! How do I get myself into these situations? Ah, don't sneak up on me like that! Oh! I knew it had to be Ursula come back again. Look! She's gonna be troubled. Sir, I'm asking you, sir. What is the badness the wicked Ursula doing here in the River of Souls? When she could be leading my invasion of the Magic Kingdom. You capture that land and the crystal of the Magic Kingdom for me, and I'll let you stay up there. Who's the fun in capturing anything? If you don't get to rule over the poor unfortunate souls you swam over in the process. Besides, our hot-headed friends must be busy to realize I've double-crossed them until it's too late. <laughs> Tear down the seawall, boys! Oh, Ariel! She's gonna flood the whole place! Sebastian's right, sorcerer. The entire land will be submerged. You've got to stop Ursula and make sure she doesn't get her hands on the crystal of the Magic Kingdom. You must find this location next. Use your sorcerer's key again to access the portal, the and crown. then Sebastian will help you figure out what to do from there. Okay, the one with the crown, that was the one I was at before. That was the one right next to it. Okay. I'll go back to that one again. So I'm trying to figure out how they do this. Is this with an RFID? Is that how they do it? Is that how they keep track of everybody that's in here? This is cool. This is very clever. Sebastian, over by the shipwreck. I thought I saw Ursula, but, but how can that be? Oh, no! Ursula has already broken through the seawall! <laughs>
Let's try Maurice's woodcutter here. Duh. Looks like we knocked out Flotsam and Jetsam. Ursula's minions. Okay. Hmm. All right, my friend. This is what we need to go next. And next is to the star, which is the next one. That's the one I went to the first time that I was wrong about. So I'm going to go over there and see what it does. This is very cute and clever. inside here. Right, here we go. I walked right by it. That was funny. Soon, the water and the sea which is dark magic will spill up and swallow you down. Look out, it's a trick. Then I need you to help me expose any Sherlock by losing the sorcerer's crest. Sorcerer's crest. It's the zoom bomb on the back of your spell card. Oh, okay. This one? Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. It's this new um, interactive I game they've got. English. Oh, sorry. <laughs> new game. <laughs> All right. Well, that was cool. So now I need to find the one that's the... Um, let's take this side of the castle. So it'll be over here. Let's find this one a minute. Oh, can't get to it now? Okay. If you want to go around into Liberty Square uh -huh. and talk to the people by the Christmas shop, yep. they will redirect you for the night. Okay, thank you. All right, so closed off for the night. Okay. That's interesting. All right, so maybe I'll just stop there. It's it's very clever and very cute, and eventually you defeat the, the, uh, the evildoers. And you, uh, you wind up winning and doing something uh, kind of cool. Uh, it's very clever. It's uh, the way they've set this up, and they've got the videos and everything going on. In fact, I wanted to take a picture of that one, the portal, when it's not on, because it, uh, it really is pretty cool that, uh, that it looks like that. Whoops. 
So let's go over here for a second. I just took a picture of it. You wouldn't know that the portal looks like that, that that's the portal. That's really cool. Really, really clever. Okay, so they'll have to redirect me to get me somewhere else. Okay, the one thing I'll say about the uh, Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom, it's, it's a fun way to interact and, you know, play around a little bit and do something different that you wouldn't otherwise do. Um, but there's really no thought involved in it as far as I can tell. It's just, you know, walk up to it, put your key card there, and, you know, bing, there you go, that's done. Which is fine, but it just seems like it should be something a little bit more, maybe? Um, a little more interactive? Now, this is good for kids, I'll agree. So I can't complain too much about it because it actually does um, make it a little more interactive. But I'll tell you, looking for Hidden Mickeys is a lot more fun. And that reminds me, you can download my iPhone app anytime from uh, hidden uh, from uh, iTunes. If you go to DisneyPodcast.net slash hidden-mickey, you can find a link to it there. Um, but uh, it's a lot more fun and interactive because it takes a little skill and thought uh, to actually find them sometimes because it's a little more complicated than that. Uh, and also... Um, some of, the, uh, uh, some of the fun of it is being interactive and looking for other hidden Mickeys that you want to add to the list. Uh, so you find something that's not on there already, and you can uh, take a picture of it and upload it, which is kind of cool. Even if you don't have an iPhone, you can uh, take a picture of it and add it to the site. And if you go to that same site, the DisneyPodcast.net slash hidden-mickey, um, they will, uh, th- there's a, a mobile version of the site that you can use uh, to actually look at it and uh, play around with it a little bit. So um, I need to make a few modifications to it, but generally speaking, it works pretty well and uh, you'll get to where you want to go and have a little fun. And that is my podcast for this week. I hope you've enjoyed it. Remember, if we can dream it, we really can do it. Thank you for taking a ride with us on the Dave's Disney View podcast. Show notes, more information about this podcast, and about other great podcasts on the web, can be found at DisneyPodcast.net. Also, You'll find some links to Dave's iPhone applications. See and share hidden Mickeys or organize your pins when you go pin trading. Our thanks go to Craig, also known as Sound of Music. Craig produced the original music you hear in this podcast. You can find Craig's work at ReverbNation.com slash Sound A. Also, Our thanks go to Doug at geekacres.net for his continued contributions to the show. Now, please gather your personal belongings and watch your head and step as you exit. Show number 103.